Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. This had it, I've been on his income. You're in Chicago. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> How was van life? Van life was fun. Um hey guys, I'm back. Sorry I was gone <laughs> last week. Um, but yeah, California was great. Um, we did stay in a van. Monday through Friday. And then the last weekend that I was there, I was visiting like my very first friend, my childhood friend. She lives in San Francisco. So like the second or like not really the second half, but just like the second part of my trip, I was with her. But being in the van was interesting. <laughs> was it hard? Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it's <laughs> it's basically like you're just like camping i mean yeah. it's a little bit nicer because you're not tenting it but it's pretty similar to camping were you ready to be done with it so what ended up <laughs> happening was okay so let me actually backtrack to before we even left i don't know if you guys have heard but california has been having like wild weather the past like three months like they've been getting a lot of rain a lot of snow they've been experiencing mudslides stuff like that so our original plan was we were going to fly into LA stay in Joshua Tree go up to Sequoia go further up to Yosemite and then I would go to San Francisco to spend the second you know part with my friend um and the girl that I was camping with she's a girl that I met through the sober community in Chicago so we've we've only known each other for um, less than a year actually but I feel like I've known her for much longer than that living in a van together I know yeah yeah um she's she's done a lot of camping um just like by herself so I knew that she knew what she was doing but anyways like a couple days before the trip, um, I see that Yosemite's closed, like the whole park is closed. Actually, even the highways to get to the park are closed. So there's no physical way to get to Yosemite. So we were like, okay, so we definitely aren't doing that. <laughs> then I get an email notification that our Sequoia reservation was canceled because they're closing the park down. So we were like, damn, like that's two out of three parks that we were going to go to. Um, so we really quick needed to figure out like what we were going to end up doing with the trip. And we just decided we were going to stay in Southern California for the whole entire time. Um, we did end up going to Joshua Tree. We got absolutely poured on. Ugh. It poured from like so the first night that we were there, that's when the rain started. It wasn't going to stop until not the next day at noon, but the day after that at noon. And it was just going to rain that entire time. So I know we've heard 
just like through the grapevine that Joshua Tree is like the most incredible place and like all these influencers take photos there and it looks magical. Like that was not the experience <laughs> that we had, unfortunately. Um, we did go on one hike while we were there. We were able to see like Arch Rock. That's like one of the more um, popular places to see. Um, but it was a very cold and wet um, hike and it felt a lot longer than it was just because we were <laughs> kind of miserable. Um, but yeah, we decided like, we're not going to stay in the van for a second night here. Um, so we did end up having to like book a hotel in Palm Springs. And it was funny because we could tell there were other hikers like doing the same thing <laughs> that we were doing. Cause the weather was just like, not cooperating, but we rolled with the punches and we just try to keep a positive attitude. Um, the next two nights that we were camping ended up being great. Um, so we still got, you know, that whole like camping experience that we wanted and we were able to like, you know, uh, the van had like a little like kitchenette thing in the back. Um, like that you, and you could, could like pull out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we could like pull out the grill and like connect it to the propane. And so we were able to like cook dinner there um which was nice and one of the parks that we went to I'll just mention was Malibu Creek State Park it was like one of the most incredible scenes I've ever seen and I 100% would go back I would just do the whole thing over again like the campsite was super nice it was very like clean and well-maintained um and just the scenes that we were able to see on on our walk was just like great also a lot of places to climb if you wanted to climb yeah i saw the... you spider monkey and all over yeah yeah um i didn't like have my climbing shoes with me so i couldn't like go as hard as i wanted to but <laughs> the next time i go i'm gonna come prepared uh so yeah overall it was like such a great trip and it was cool that um it wasn't my idea to go on this trip it was like that girlfriend of mine that I just recently met. Um, and I'm just so grateful because I don't think that I would have like thought to do that on my own. She mm -hmm. kind of like pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do the van life thing again. I just know for a fact that I don't want to be like a full-time. You're not buying lifer. a van. No. <laughs> yeah. It looks so easy on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah and, no yeah and they make five it look minute easy. five minute videos at a time mm -hmm. all the highlights I'm like damn I could do it I could do it well and also just like in Joshua Tree when it was storming really really bad that first night um I know some van lifers do have their vans insulated but ours wasn't mm -hmm. so like you hear everything and like, yeah. it sounds a lot worse, like the rain and the wind. It sounds a lot worse when it's being hit against like metal. Was it peaceful or no? Or was no. it like, it was too it loud? Was, this was rain that was like sideways. Like that's gotcha. how intense it was storming. Um, we were actually like getting scared because we were like, mm. we we didn't know how safe the area was or not like just in terms of like how the desert handles that amount of water we just aren't yeah. sure but I went out of the van at like two in the morning just to see if like because there were families and stuff camping all around us in tents 
and everyone was still there. Like no one was like leaving. So that made me feel better because I was like, okay, if people are still like sleeping in their tent, then we are fine being in the van. They were in their tents. What the hell? I don't know how Some they people did are that. crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm to the age where I just admit that I don't like camping anymore. Like there was an age where I acted like I liked it. Nah, I want to go do outdoor yeah, stuff for you. all day and then get me back to a indoor mm-hmm. warm meal. Life yeah, I think I've just decided like I can do it for like two day increments, yeah. but I can't push it past that. Yeah, I guess I'm just bougie in that aspect. Like, or I don't even know if asking for a bed is being bougie. Like, I just don't want to sleep. Well, the van was nice because like we could convert the back. So like the back of the van, it was either like two couches kind of with like a table in the middle, but you could completely like break down the table and then flatten out the couches. So it, it laid out to just about like a queen size bed. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it as comfortable as like my bed at home? (laughs) No, of course not. But um, I've definitely tented it in the past and this was a lot more comfortable than that i stayed in a shipping container saturday night and how did that go i guess i was annoyed yeah (laughs) yeah it's just like noisy and creaky and like Mm -hmm. i'm just not i was like what am i doing i don't know it makes you appreciate what you have i know now i'm in this nice apartment and i'm like okay yeah, so is that where you're going to be staying for the next month? Yeah, so got the apartment. Not in the nicest part of town, but, you know, that's okay. It's tough to tell on Airbnb. It is, it's, yeah. It's tough to tell. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, I was definitely feeling, like, nerves last night when I got here. I was. I don't know if you get that when you go on vacation, but, like, the first night of vacation, I'm always, like, real anxious for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lot of unknowns. I kind of want to be back home. I always, even as a kid, I remember feeling that the first night of vacation. Um, You're like, is, was this a good idea? Was it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it's, it's, uh, I'm here. It what? sounded great in theory, but now that I'm here. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly what I was feeling. But then I got like my first good night's sleep in three or four nights and I woke up and went to the gym this morning and I'm like, okay, this is nice. Like. I'm I'm excited to be down here and yeah well it's just like especially folks like us we're very like stuck in our ways like we have we have a very concrete routine and for us to change that and like go completely out of our comfort zone and be in a different state or whatever you know that's going to take some time to adjust and we even have the routine of we have the podcast scheduled for Sunday, but we know that one of us is going to text and say, hey, let's do it Monday. <laughs> that, that's how in routine we are. That's like clockwork now. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy that you texted me that you wanted to record on Monday. Yeah, I was I was like going to do it from the car, like as I was driving, but I was like, uh, let's just do no. it Monday. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say too, um, the first night that um, we were in Cali, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I want to be home. Yeah, I'm regretting. That... I'm regretting this. Um, I feel so unsafe. And it was so funny because I did 
a good amount of traveling, like at the end of college um, and then post-college, like right after graduating. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast or not, but like I studied abroad in Spain the second semester of my junior year. And like, I was fearless <laughs> back then. I was doing solo travels. Like I didn't, I just didn't think anything bad was going to happen. I was just like yeah. invincible. And I think that's just me having like a 20 year old's brain. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just funny. I was like kind of laughing at myself. I'm like, I'm on a one week long vacation and I'm thinking that this is like the end of the world. And huh. I traveled to a different country by myself when I was 20 years old, knowing I was going to be there for five months. And I just like, was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm, I used to like, just do that for living places. Like, oh, I'll just move to this place. And like, I didn't ever really feel anxious about it, but mm -hmm. I mean, also I, we, like I had my crutch too. So anytime you feel uncomfortable, you just drink and True. definitely like, didn't have that like last night. And I was mm -hmm. just, yeah, I just kind of had to sit with the uncomfortableness and yeah, like last time I was in Austin, I drank that trip. Like that was, that was like right after I had broken my long streak and I had like drank sometimes in Austin because I was like, well, fuck, I just broke it two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Oh, I didn't this, ask you, did you drink this past week? I did not. Did you? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Yay, dance Yay. party. <laughs> um yeah, so I I was just like, I don't know, I'm I'm approaching Austin so different because I did this trip last year for like two mm -hmm. weeks. So not as long as this time, but um like I didn't work out really at all when I was here. I just kind of like partied and not partied, but like I did do that a few times and yeah, it was a more unhealthy trip. And I'm just like trying to be like, okay, this time we're not doing that. We're being, we're staying on the path, whether that's workout food. Like I went to the grocery store last night. I had this like, yeah, I just did my normal routine and yeah, just like settled in here. I met Jasmine yesterday from TikTok too. Nice. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I'm glad that you're like making a point to like meet new people while you're out there, especially if they're like within the sober community, that's even better. Yeah. Um, but something I was going to mention with what you were saying of how you were feeling last night, mm -hmm. there was a point where we got to the hotel in Palm Springs and my friend that I was with, she was like, I don't know why I'm like itching for a drink right now and I was like okay like tell me tell me more about what what you're thinking or what you're feeling and she was like well I just feel like whenever there was like a moment of like boredom on like a vacation whether that be with family or with friends that's usually when when I would drink and I was like mm -hmm. I think it's I think that's normal. First of all, I think a lot of people do that. I can think back to trips where whenever there'd be like a lull in activities or sites to go see or whatever, that's when I would drink too. But it just made me think of this point of how uncomfortable we can be sometimes with that feeling of boredom. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because we take these vacations like from work or whatever, because we want this free time right? We want to relax. 
But then the moment that we have these moments of free time and relaxation, we just don't even know what to do with ourselves. Right. And when I phrased it that way, she was like, that is such a good point. And we are just constantly overstimulating ourselves with like our phone. And even when we're on vacation, we're filling it hour by hour of like things that we're going to do. Which is funny because then usually on those vacations, that's when we feel like we need a vacation after. Right. The vacation. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So as the days went on, um, I just feel like she was kind of making more of a of an effort to to soak in the moments of us not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And she even made a comment like before um, I left before we like split off and I went up to San Francisco she was like, I'm so glad that I was able to like soak in the boredom and mm-hmm. take advantage of the boredom versus like, oh, boredom equals something I'm not used to, which means I need to then find comfort, which means I should then go get a drink to like distract myself or whatever. And yeah, so I just thought that was like a crazy the, a crazy thing that happened the paths that our brain goes down is so crazy it's like mm-hmm. because I remember in early sobriety like I didn't know what like a craving I just knew like oh I'm having a craving I didn't ever like it takes a while to be like okay I'm having the craving because I'm uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable because I'm bored I'm bored mm-hmm. because I'm like whatever that you got to yeah. keep like digging on it and they just show up really as cravings. Like your friend said, you know, I have right. a feeling I want to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, also when you said that it triggered for me, like hotel rooms and like airports and stuff like that is a, Oh, sure. That's like a space that, for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a space that I really correlate with drinking and, mm-hmm. and that's all just like habits, right? Like and when, I don't know, I feel like when you travel and go on vacation and stuff, it can sometimes be easy to revert to old habits, whether that's sleeping in or just eating shitty or whatever it might be. Um, or just like giving yourself a free pass, I feel, oh, when you're yeah, traveling. Oh, yeah, free pass, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's because it's like the ultimate no one will ever know mm-hmm. if you want it to be like at the, you know, with drinking or like whatever. Right. Um, I've heard a lot of people on podcasts tell the story of like their relapse being on a plane mm. because they're just like, no one will ever know. Or True. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard that story a few times, but there's definitely something about travel that that makes you like, like it's just, it's just an interesting thing because you like crave it or I crave it. And then there's like an uncomfortableness that comes with it. Well, and I, when I came back, I actually made a video about this that like, I, when I first was discovering, you know, okay, this sober thing is not just a break. Like this is like an indefinite thing now. When I came to that realization, um, one of the biggest thoughts that came to my head was when I go on vacation, I'm not going to be able to drink. That's going to suck. Oh, I always look forward to drinking on vacation But now I'm thinking how great my California trip was and how vivid my memories are from this trip and how I made memories with those two, like 
the two girls that I was with, I was with my childhood friend for half the time and my sober friend for the other half of the time. I am just so grateful that I'll never, you know, forget those things. And the conversations that we had were just so meaningful and like the laughing moments that we shared, like they were just so genuine. And um, it's hard for me now to think about trips that I would spend hundreds, thousands of dollars on these trips just to go. And then, you know, I would do things as much as I could, you know, during the day, but then at night, then we'd have some drinks at dinner and then we'd go out for drinks after, and then we'd go dancing. And then I'd wake up the next day, not really remember the night all that well. Mm -hmm. Then I have to spend a few extra hours in bed because of my hangover. And it's like, girl, why are you even, (laughs) you know, taking the time off of work and spending the money on this trip if I'm not even fully present a lot of the time anyways? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've spent many like three day weekends where by day three or day two, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't Mm -hmm. like I went too hard. I just have Mm -hmm. to lay in this hotel room for the rest of the day. And it's like, what's the what is the point of that? Like, right. I'm just laying in a hotel room in New Orleans. Like that's, <laughs> that's, I guess that's travel, but yeah, I know what you mean. I, uh, when I was in Dallas Saturday, I went out with some friends like day drinking and stuff. And I actually was really happy that day. I was like, I feel good to just be the one not drinking. Like, yeah, I don't feel any craving for this. I'm like, it just feels good to no, I'm waking up sober tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I was really having those, like, like I'm having fun, you know, I'm chilling, I'm vibing, but I'm also just like drinking water. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was at the bars. Like normally I want to like, you know, contribute, make sure our server's taken care of. So I'll order like more expensive drinks, but like these patio bars are so packed. They like, don't even really have time to get, get you. So that, like you have to go up. Right. So I'm just like, Oh, I'll just drink water. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I just went out the entire day for like $20. <laughs> Dude, and the money that you save is insane. It's insane. Yeah. I went to, we went to one bar and it was, it was pretty dead. And I like went up to the bartender and I was like, you have any NA beers? And he was like, no, we don't, man. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, I'll take like a Red Bull then. And he's like, cool. Um, And he's like, you're not drinking today. And I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't drink. And he was like, today's my 90 days. And he like stuck his fist out for a fist. Oh, love it. Yeah. So I talked to him for like five or 10 minutes because it was dead there. And yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, But also can't believe he's not advocating for some NA beer. I know. I'm I'm hoping that they're in the process of like working on it or something like that. I will say um, when the night that we were in Palm Springs, um, we went out to dinner that night and we specifically sought out this bar because they had an NA menu. And when we got there, um, and it wasn't just like juices being mixed together. They actually had, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Liars, but Liars is like a brand that has, it's very similar to Ritual where it's like alternatives to spirits. Yeah. Um, and they were, um, so we get to the the bar and like, we're ordering the drinks and he's like, I'm so sorry, but like, we're all out 
of the liars. And we were like, oh, we were so heartbroken. But then we were also like, well, that's a good sign. Yeah, that, like, that's true. You know, it's getting ordered enough. And so we kind of joked with the bartender and we were like, well, you guys have to up your supply of like to keep up with the demand and he's like no like seriously because people are coming in and they're ordering these you know all the time now Mm -hmm. luckily they did have some na um beers on the menu so that's what we ended up doing yeah um but yeah you never know like who you're gonna cross paths with that's going through kind of like the same not saying that our bartender was but it's just like at least his experience was like he was you know meeting a lot of people that were kind of yeah. choosing that alcohol-free choice yeah when I was in Dallas like one of my old co-workers found out like he's a year and a half sober and I got just like you never know who you're gonna hear mm-hmm. is like on that on that sobriety wave it seems like it's just but really becoming a thing and that's awesome like my boy Troy will shout out Troy he's I think I've told you he's listened to the podcast and he's like a drinker yes. he's like 40 45 days sober Hell yes. Like, so he said this is the longest he's gone since he was like 17. Um, and yeah, Troy, uh, I'll just go at him a little bit. Wonder if it's a coincidence, bro, that you're just crushing it in the gym right now, dude. You're on the longest <laughs> streak you've had in a while. So we'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, is it a coincidence? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, Another thing I was going to bring up was the the childhood friend that I was visiting in San Francisco. Um, she's not sober, but she's not, you know, much of a drinker. And um, she was telling me that she's actually moving back to Chicago soon, um, which I'm just selfishly so excited about. Yeah. And she was like, you know, telling me the only thing really that was like stopping her from moving back to Chicago earlier was because Chicago has such a reputation for being such a like drinking heavy city, which is true. But I mean, like she follows my, my sober Instagram. She knows I'm constantly doing, you know, mm-hmm. events and being around people in Chicago completely sober. And she's like, you give me so much hope that it's not just going to be about yeah partying when I moved back there and I was like it does not have to be if you don't want it to be right yeah I I listened to a podcast the other day it was like the 25 top most drinking cities or whatever Mm. and the guy was like now before I start this podcast he's like I want everyone that's listening to know like I know that you think your city is top three yeah yeah And and he's like but it's probably not. And right. like almost all of them that he listed were like Wisconsin, North Dakota, and mm. like Montana. It was kind of like those three. But yeah, like everyone does like, because I think it's just because every so many people drink that's like, no matter where you're from, because every state well, has I a also good think reason it's to like, drink. There, it also well, has sorry, to do with I should like... reframe that. <laughs> Sorry, what what were you going to say? Well, I, I I had to interrupt you because I said every state has a good reason to drink. And then I was like, wait, I shouldn't say that. But like, you know what I mean? Like if you're in Florida, you're on the beach. If you're in Chicago, you're cold. You like, can find an excuse is what yes, you're trying to say. Yes. Yeah. But what I, I was going to add was like geographically, there is differences because it's like, yeah, in California, you do have the option to like go hiking you know, whereas like if it's Chicago in March, no way. there's no way, you know, it's just like our 
um, our outdoor activities are pretty limited as is just because of like where we are in the country. Um, but also like, you know, we are right by Lake Michigan. Like mm -hmm. there's got, um, the Phoenix is like a sober community that does like specifically like a lot you know of the Phoenix. That's like how I did, um, bouldering for the first time was through the, I close, I sold like my software to them which was oh that's wild. what you were talking about yeah oh yeah i oh told you about God. that that was the it's phoenix all connected okay yeah okay so the phoenix they do um like kayaking in uh -huh. in the summertime so it's like i don't know i just feel like a lot of people probably think that their city or their whatever state is like super big on drinking um because that's like just like the easy route that's just mm -hmm. very like surface level and it's like if you thought about it from like 10 minutes instead of two minutes you could find an activity that's not revolved around drinking right. it's just not the first thing that you're gonna see when you look up you know things to do in chicago yeah that's crazy that's funny that we like literally talked about them but didn't like put it together <laughs> that it's the one um, yeah yeah they're the ones that like and all of their um activities are like free as long mm -hmm. as you have 48 hours of sobriety um under your belt so that's how yeah I tried bouldering for the first time and they do like crossfit mm -hmm. um and yoga I haven't been to those before but um yeah that's some stuff I'm gonna try and do while I'm down here in Austin too is like breath work sound baths um yoga just like mm -hmm. try and do more more of that kind of stuff it's like how much would you think a sound bath for an hour would be oh my gosh I don't even I don't even know where to start <laughs> I thought it'd be like 30 bucks or something oh god what is it <laughs> like 160 bucks that like oh, just the shit. just the first one that I found on google I was like is that like a one-on-one -on -one? like Mm -hmm. I'm the only person there I don't know but um yeah it's so e so much easier though to justify spending money on not 160 but like if it's 30 40 bucks justifying spending that money when you're like well I could easily spend that it's it's crazy how we when we go out drinking it's like so easy to justify that money mm -hmm. like 40 bucks I mean imagine if you go day drinking you can easily spend over 100 bucks Oh yeah. And not like really no one like you don't think about that. But if you were to go buy a hundred dollar watch that day, you'd be like, oh, should I have done Ugh. that? <laughs> so true. It's crazy how we justify that stuff. Yeah. Now though, I was just having a conversation the other day with a friend and I was like, Yeah, I don't spend money on booze, but I do spend money on like concerts. Mm -hmm. And if anyone follows me on Instagram, you know I go to a lot of concerts. Concerts and traveling are probably like the top. Too. saw johnny m this week right i did yes he did so good i saw him around this time i wonder if that was my first sober concert was john mayer because i saw him right around this time last year he also came to the, the united center um, how good was too. uh joy the opener oh my gosh so good i didn't <laughs> I know. even know i didn't know who the opener was gonna be i just like went in blind um but yeah they did a great job and oh my god just like 
John is just so talented. It's like insane. Like I, I know he's a talented person, but then mm-hmm. seeing him perform for over two hours, you're like, okay, yeah, you're like kind of an angel and like you're kind of put on this planet to do exactly what you're and doing. And when they show those close-ups of his like hands, like when he's playing the guitar and he's flexing that Rolex, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw he knows him. what he's doing. Yeah. I went and saw him last year here in Austin. Um, actually, it was the first concert at the, at a, at, they built a venue, the Moody Center, and he was the first show there. And I got to go to that. So that was kind of cool. Really? But yeah. I remember he came out to some, is it, it's like, dun, dun. is that what he came out to? Bum, bum, bum. Don't know. I know what song that is, but I'm not thinking of the name. Something home. Oh, last train home. Last train home. Yeah, is that what he came out to? He didn't. No, I forget uh, what he. That was such. If a I looked dope at his Spotify, I would know. Yeah, no, I love that song. He actually didn't play that. He played that the last time that I saw him. Um, but I've gotten very lucky that he's played my favorite song by him the past. Which is in your atmosphere. Mm. he's played that both times that i've seen him so it's it's tough to know what he's gonna play because it's like the greatest hits, it. the greatest hits album is like 40 songs long so it's like, right I mean, he's been famous for like 25 like years 17. yeah he said okay this was crazy i know this is like chicago knowledge but he played for the first time at shoe bus which is like a hundred person <laughs> bar like, it's not even like a venue. It is a venue. There's a there's a bar and then there's a yeah. stage behind. It's like a separate room. I'm like, whoever got to go to that show, I hope that they like really remember that happening mm-hmm. and now have been able to see what he's progressed to of like. It's hard to remember it or hard to yeah remember that they all come from like. Like when that's why so I like going big. to small shows like that. Well, that joy, like Joy Oladokin, is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she played in Kansas City last year at like a little thirty-person, forty-person venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw and I I saw like people freaking out about it. like they just random people went to the show and were like this this is crazy like she's yeah. so good right. Um, so when I saw she opened for mayor, I was like, oh, that happened quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and she got emotional on stage because she was just like, I never thought I'd be performing in the same place that the Bulls play. And it's like, yeah, yeah dude, this is big time. Like, this is crazy. But I know there's nothing like live show, music. And she's actually sober, Kansas City girl. Like, she went to Chicago for the show. And she had like never heard of joy before. And like, she posts like, that was like such an emotional, I'm a, she said, I'm a different person after being in her presence. Wow. That's quite the, the compliment. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) No kidding. Um, I don't know how long we've been talking for, but I did want to also really quick, just give a insomnia update. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I have been sleeping, which is that's great um and I think I figured out like why well not like why or I've I found a a remedy that actually works for me Mm -hmm. um I looked up on YouTube like what did I look up something about 
positive affirmations, self-worth or self-talk or something like that. And I don't know what prompted me to do that, but I did it anyways. Um, And I'm so glad that I did because I realized that the thoughts that were keeping me up were like very heavy on the negative self-talk. And Mm. I didn't even realize that's that, that, that was what I was doing. And, um, the top comment on the video that I selected, I won't read the whole thing, but this person was saying, I've always been so skeptical of affirmations because it seems like shallow brainwashing, but we brainwash ourselves with negative statements every day. It was lovely having a familiar voice, whatever, whatever. And I was like, that is so true. Like I know positive affirmations feel very, um, corny, like cliche kind of, and just like, this cannot possibly be working. Um, but it works enough that like, I'm, I'm breaking the cycle of the negative self-talk in my head for just long enough for just like a few minutes long enough that I've been falling asleep. Wow. So I don't know. It's crazy. That's just like another example of I have a craving because of this, this, this. I can't fall asleep because of this. Like, yeah, it's easy to just go like, can't fall asleep insomnia. But like you followed the trail. Yeah, I was like trying to find like the source of the problem. And my friends, that is why therapy is so beneficial because your therapist will help guide you to the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely you... need to like bring this discovery up to her. I don't have therapy this week, but I have it next week. Um, And it's just insane because I've like the insomnia was kind of like fucking up my life. Like if mm-hmm. you don't sleep that. Can... Yeah, I mean, that's that's foundation yeah yeah that's the basics and so for me to be able to I've been able to fall asleep knock on wood but I've been able to fall asleep um for the past like five nights nice and that's a big deal for that feels like longer than yeah I'd say like that feels like a longer streak than you've had in a while Mm -hmm. yeah it's been a rough few months I love hearing that let's go yeah (laughs) you're you're recharged (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling like a human again. So that'll probably show up in other parts of life, not just sleep, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Well, cool. We'll uh, we'll sync up next week, Sunday or Sounds Monday. Good. You never really know. <laughs> yeah, you never know with us. Um, thank you guys for listening. If uh, again, any topics, people you want us to bring on, please let us know because we're all ears. Um, we won't do it, yeah. but we'll listen. Facts. All right, later. Bye.